taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just it's when you think about it, more lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. And that was Joe Biden on the campaign trail Monday in Western Pennsylvania. First time out of the basement since the conventions doing some traditional politicking. Well, it wasn't really traditional politicking. Hey, thanks for listening to this segment of the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Woody and I are back. And what we're going to do in this segment is we're going to dig into some polling data. It is Tuesday. I always love to do polling on Tuesday. So we're going to learn together what do these numbers say. And this speech that Biden just read, because he didn't give a speech, he read a speech. In fact, if you watch the speech, you could tell he's reading from a teleprompter and he can't even get that right. And what's it going to look like if they keep him out on the campaign trail? How are these numbers going to be? Here's the thing is the polling does not look good for Biden. So we'll start off with um, an article out of the Hill. And then I'm going to get into some real clear politics, um, polling averages. And I use real clear politics, not because they're a you know, a center or left of center or right of center is they, they're an aggregate. They bring in all the polling and they just do an aggregate and you get averages. And this is what a lot of people watch. And this is also, I believe, what got the Democrats in trouble last time because they weren't paying attention to the actual polling. You would think this time around they would, but I don't think they are. I think what is going to do the Democrats in is they're going to continue to make all of these assumptions. And the assumptions are that orange man's bad. How can anybody vote for orange man bad? And he's going to get reelected again. Anyway, this is from the Hill. Emerson poll finds Trump Biden race tightening post conventions. All right. The conventions were back to back and to traditionally the candidate gets a bounce out of the convention. Biden didn't get a bounce. In fact, Trump's numbers went up after Biden's convention and Trump's numbers went up again after his own convention. So here's from the article in the Hill, the race between president Trump and democratic presidential nominee, Joe Biden tightened after the two major party conventions concluded, according to a new poll. In other words, uh, Trump's numbers went up and Biden's numbers went down. Biden leads Trump by two points, according to an Emerson college poll released Monday. Biden's lead is within the survey's 2.4 percentage point margin of error. So effectively, it's a flat race, according to this Emerson College poll. Now, Biden has 49% support compared to Trump's 47%, according to the poll. Biden's lead narrowed to two points down from four points in a similar survey conducted in July. We've also seen polls that had Biden up 10% going into his very own convention. We saw that. Uh, director, this is from the article, director of Emerson College, College polling, Spencer Kimball, attributed Trump's bump to the Republican National Convention, which ended Thursday with Trump's speech officially accepting the nomination. The, Repo the Republican convention gave Trump his most positive week of news coverage, which likely attributes to his bounce in this month's poll and increased job approval. Okay, Biden had a, a convention. No numbers, no bump. Uh, Trump's support in the presidential race increased to 47% in this month's poll, up from 46% in July. Trump's job approval rating also increased by four points, reaching 49% 
in the August poll. Trump leads Biden with male voters 50% to 45%, while Biden leads female voters 52% to 44% based on the poll. Uh, Biden is also leading with independence, 50% to 42%, according to the survey. So anyway, this poll was conducted August 30th and August 31st, which is days after the GOP convention. So they have a point where it was right after the convention. So Trump got a lot of news, but this doesn't look good for Biden. The polls are closing and this is not voting welfare, but there's more. There's more data to be gleaned from this that you can see where Biden's in trouble. So let's get into real clear politics and what we're seeing from these aggregate polls. Now, again, I say this a lot and it bears repeating is the national polling is absolutely worthless. You just, you know, it, it's a nice barometer for the popular vote, but that's not what wins elections. What wins elections is the electoral college, which is a state by state process, right? You have to win that state to earn those electoral votes. And the candidate who has more than 270 or 270 or more wins the race. As you recall, I know I don't have to repeat this, but everyone knows Clinton won the popular vote. And the national polls basically lined up with what she won in the popular vote, about 2%. But she lost battleground states. That's the key to all of this. We know where California is going to go. We know where New York's going to go. It's going to go to the left. It always does. And it probably will for a long time. Not always. Never say never. One day, you'll see those switch. In fact, I believe, and I don't have any data to back this up, that California uh, is going to be a smaller margin for Biden than Hillary Clinton got because I think there's a lot of people waking up. But anyway, let's get into uh, discussing some of the polling uh, of what's going on. So if I look at Real Clear Politics' latest polls, and this is from Monday, August 31st, the first one is a general election, Trump versus Biden. This is that Emerson poll mentioned earlier. Again, Biden is up 2%. That's within the margin of error. So you've got a flat race here. In fact, I would suggest because Biden's only up 2%, Trump's probably leading. But then Missouri versus Biden. Missouri has, uh, this is a, the, the polling group on this one is Trafalgar Group. Now, I've mentioned them before, is they're the ones that called Michigan for Trump in 16. They were the only ones to get it right. So watch them. They have a different type of polling process. They poll, this is how they do it. The Trafalgar Group is, they, they'll call you up, they'll get in touch with you, and then they're questioning They'll ask you who you're going to vote for, all that good stuff that the pollsters do. And then they'll ask, who is your neighbor going to vote for? And a lot of times people don't want to say, well, I'm voting for Trump because, you know, there's such a stigma to it that the left has put on it. So it's it's, an, it's a nice out. Who's your neighbor voting for? Well, that guy's going to vote for Trump. So that's how the Trafalgar group is able to call this. And they have for Missouri, Trump up 11 percent. So, um you know, so Missouri, it, it, that's a Trump country anyway, so we're going to be good. But so let's get in to the battleground states. All right, this is Wisconsin, North Carolina, Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Arizona. Now, I've been saying for a while that if you look at this data of where Clinton was, Hillary Clinton was in 16 compared to where um, Joe Biden is, that it doesn't look good for Biden. And there are a lot of other people that are starting to say the same thing. So this isn't just somebody in a vacuum saying this. This is this is data that you can use to see that Trump, um, Biden is in trouble. 
All right. So these top battleground states, again, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona. This is what real clear politics have as the top battleground states. Now, of these six states, uh, on the aggregate averages, Trump is up 0.3% in North Carolina. Just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Biden was up. So now Trump, that is flipped. And now Trump is up 0.3% in North Carolina. Overall, on the top battleground states, Biden's up two and a half percent. Again, you're in the margin of average, average territory, margin of error territory. Wisconsin's got Biden up 3.5, Florida, uh, Biden up 3.7, Pennsylvania, Biden up 4.7, Michigan, Biden up 2.6, Arizona, Biden up 2.2. So let's dig in. Let's start with Wisconsin. Now, as you recall, this was one of the three battleground states that put Trump over the top in 16. He won Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan by 0.7%. So here's where we are with Wisconsin. Again, Trump won Wisconsin in 16, 0.7%. Obama won Wisconsin by plus 6.7%. 9% 9% in 2012 and up 13.9% in 2008. Well, right now, the real clear politics average for Biden in Wisconsin is Biden up 3.5%. But Trafalgar, Trafalgar Group has Trump up 1%. So you got the, the most accurate polling company outfit has Trump up in Wisconsin. Uh, CNBC has Biden up 5%. The Marquee poll has Biden up 4%. I think it's Marquee. CBS News, YouGov has them up 6%. So here we are, September 1st. And let's see where Hillary Clinton was in this same race. Um, Going into the election, voting day, the RCP average, Clinton was up 6.5%. Trump won that state by 0.7. So keep that in mind. Hillary was up 6.5% on election day. The latest polling was 1026 to 112 in 2016. So if we look at around the September timeframe, Clinton was up 3%. And then she just kept going up more and more until finally on election day, 6.5%. Biden currently three and a half percent. Now he's right where Clinton was at the same time, because at this point in time, Clinton dropped. So Wisconsin's a battleground. There's no doubt Wisconsin is still a battleground state and one to one to watch. But if you look at the trends, if they, they stay steady from 2016, this looks very good for Trump and not very good for Biden. Biden needs double digits in all of these battleground states to not make them battleground states. And uh, he is trailing Hillary Clinton in most of these. So let's look at North Carolina. Right now, the Trafalgar group, or I'm sorry, the aggregate is Trump is up 0.3%. Uh, a CNBC poll has Biden up 1%. And uh, East Carolina U poll has them tied. And then the Emerson poll, and this is North Carolina, has them has Trump plus 2%. Well, in 2016, Trump won North Carolina by 3.7%. Romney won that one in 2012 at 2%. So let's see, on election day, uh, Trump was up over Hillary Clinton by 1%. So if you look at this same time last cycle around, you know, early September, uh, the same polling had Trump up or it was a tie. 
And then as you got into October, late September, October, Clinton was leading in the polls and ultimately Trump won this state by 3.7. So North Carolina looks good for Trump. I don't, I would say this one, I, I wouldn't even say this is really a battleground state. It Now it was earlier polling weeks ago had Biden up and now this is um, for Trump. Now, Florida, that's the big one, right? Florida is the state that is always a battleground state. And you know what's interesting is Ohio is not on one of these states. We'll look at their numbers as well. But let's look at Florida. Uh, right now, Biden is leading Trump in the aggregate poll by 3.7%. And all the, they're using three aggregate polls, uh, CNBC, PPP, and Ma Mason Dixon. And all of them have Biden up 3% or 4%. So let's look. Last election cycle, Trump won Florida by 1.2%, and Obama won Florida by 0.9%. So if you look at where the polling was last go round, early September, you had again, tr you had Trump up 1%, up 4%, then Clinton up 2%. And then again, same trend as we got in the later part of September of 16 and October of 16, Clinton started leading. But on election day, Trump was up 0.2% and he won the race by 1.2%. So Florida is a tough one. Florida is one to continue to walk. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address make sure that you vote and vote informed. And I've said this a lot about Florida. Whenever we do these, these segments where we're talking just polling, the polling in Florida does not look good for Trump and Trump needs Florida to win the election. So Florida is a pivotal state. So you can probably look to Flo Trump going to Florida a lot more in the very foreseeable future. Again, it's where his current residence is, is where he lives right now. So we're going to, you know, let's watch Florida. Florida is a concern. If I look at the numbers right now, I'm concerned about Florida because if he loses Florida, there's a chance he loses the election. So let's talk about Pennsylvania. Biden in the aggregate poll is up 4.7%. CNBC poll has him up 3%. Uh, Franklin and Marshall poll up 7%. Morning call poll up 4%. Trump won this one. This is one of those razor thin ones by 0.7. And you know, Biden has roots in Pennsylvania. He lived there up until the age of 12 until his dad moved away for a job. So, and that's probably why Biden was in Pennsylvania yesterday for his first reading of a speech because he didn't really give a speech. He just read a speech. Where was Hillary early September last year? Hillary was up 8% in early September polling in 2016. So you got plus five, plus eight, plus one, plus two, plus two, plus two, plus three. Uh, and then as we get into late September, early October, Clinton is now in double digit leads in Pennsylvania. So Clinton was trending better in Pennsylvania than Biden is right now. And Biden can claim Pennsylvania as a home state, not a state he lives in, but a state he's from because he lived there up until the age of 10. So he has roots in Pennsylvania and he's not doing that well. 
compared to where Hillary Clinton was at this same time. Now, Michigan, another one of those razor thins where Trump won by, he actually won Trump. Trump won this by 0.3%, Obama won it in 2012, 9.5% over. The aggregate has Biden plus 2.6, but the Trafalgar group has Trump right now plus two in Michigan. CNBC has Biden plus six. University of Wisconsin, YouGov poll has Biden up 4% or yeah, 4%. But again, election last time, 2016, on election day, Clinton was up 3.4% in the polls and Trump won this by 0.3%. And if you look at the same time frame, early September, Clinton was up 6%. So Michigan does not look good for Biden. In fact, I think Michigan looks pretty solid for Trump, but there's still over two months left of this election. And the last one that they have as a battleground state is Arizona, Biden up 2.2%. Again, margin of error, 2.2%. The Trafalgar group, though, has Trump up in Arizona plus 1%. Trump won Arizona by 3.5% in 2016. So let's look at where Clinton was around the same time frame. And Clinton, actually Trump was up in Arizona in 2016, plus four, plus two, tied, then a couple weeks Clinton led, and then Trump led all the way up to election day. On election day, Trump was up 4% and he won the state with three and a half percent. So you can see in these battleground states right now, the one the one that's that should concern the Trump campaign is going to be Florida. All of them should concern the Biden campaign. Now, all of them should concern the Trump campaign as well, but these numbers look way better for Trump than they do for Biden. Biden's in trouble. But I've been saying this for a long time in the polling, all the way back to early October. I think October 10th, I did a, uh, a show on these numbers and they've been holding steady where Biden has not been increasing his lead. In fact, his lead has been slowly shrinking and his lead has been chipped away. So I'm, this, isn't, this is not looking good for Biden. Now, Ohio, um, mentioned Ohio because it's always one of those states that is a battleground state. And in 2016, Trump won Ohio by 8.1%. Obama won it by 3% in 2012. And Obama won it by two, uh, 4.6% in 2008. Right now, the aggregate for the RCP average is Biden up 2.3%. But a CBS News YouGov poll has Trump up 1%. Rasmussen's, uh, Rasmussen's has Biden up 4%. And Ohio Media Collaborative has Biden up 4%. And in 2016, as I said, Trump won this state by 8.1%. And if you look at early September polling, Clinton was up by 7% the first week of September. And then Trump was up in there uh, for the most the most of the race onward. So, so I, Ohio doesn't look good for Biden either. So if Trump can hang on to those battleground states that he won last time, he wins the election again. The biggest concern, if you're looking at these polling numbers right now, is Florida. But here's the thing. If you watch Biden's speech yesterday, you saw the problem. You saw a man who cognitively doesn't have all his faculties. 
the debates are in this month, September. We're going to have three debates. The Democrats want Biden to not do the Nancy Pelosi came out and said she didn't think Biden should debate him. And they're they're using the the tactic or the rhetoric or the plan or the the idea that uh, Trump's not worthy of the debates because he, all he's going to do is lie. Well, that's why you would have a debate. If all Trump is going to do is lie during the debate, then it should be easy for Biden. But that's not what their concern is. Their concern is obviously Biden's cognitive abilities. If you watched his speech at the DNC, he read from the teleprompter. There was no ad-libbing. There was no life in him. If you watched his speech yesterday in West Pennsylvania that he gave, it was downright frightening if you think about it, especially the ending of the speech, which I played on the show, uh, the first segment of today's show. Biden is in trouble. If the polling right now shows this kind of problem, what? wait until the debates are over. I don't know how he gets out of the debates. I just don't know how. By the way, where's Kamala Harris? Shouldn't she be on the campaign trail? I mean, you got Biden finally. He he had to go out on the campaign trail because you had Trump on the campaign trail and it's helping Trump. So they had to do something. Biden's in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. You Democrats, I'm sorry. You're going to have to face the music on this one. You're going to have to finally admit that you got a candidate that's Got some serious issues that's in trouble. Here's a, um, a quick article from Hot Air, and the headline is Why Joe Biden is Losing Ground in Key Swing States. Uh, from the article, it remains something of a mystery why there is so little apprehension among liberal pundits and leading Democrats about the similarities between battleground state polling for the 2020 presidential election and the 2016 contest pitting President Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton, which, as you might recall, did not turn out as expected. That's right. Everyone thought Clinton was going to win. Even Clinton thought she was going to remember her famously saying, why am I not up 50 points? So from the article, consider the case of Wisconsin. The real clear politics average had Clinton up six and a half points in Wisconsin on election day on 2016. In August of that year, she had been hovering at an 11 and a half point advantage. Not a single poll featured on RCP during the entire campaign showed then candidate Donald Trump winning the state. Yet when the chips were down in November, Trump had won the Badger state by fewer than 20,000 votes, edging out Clinton with a 0.7% average. Now, turn to 2020. As I write, this is from the article, Democratic Party nominee Joe Biden is up by three and a half points in the real clear politics average, which is to say the ex-veep is underperforming Clinton in the middle of a pandemic and the economic collapse caused by the lockdowns. I've been saying this now for about a month that the that Biden is underperforming with Clinton's to Clinton's numbers. And I thought Clinton was a bad candidate. I thought she was just a horrible candidate. Forget the politics aside. Her politicking wasn't warm. It wasn't friendly. Uh, they obviously didn't go to these Rust Belt states. I mean, she was a horrible candidate. And I remember watching that race going, they're going to lose because they put up a horrible candidate. If they had put up Biden in 2016, Biden would have won. I have no doubt Biden would have won against Trump. But four years... And Biden now is a different person. And it's because of his cognitive decline. So they put up now, in my opinion, an even worse candidate than Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton wasn't likable. That's why she lost the election. Biden is likable. But people are not going to put 
somebody in charge of the most powerful nation on the planet with what they obviously see is a mental decline in a man who shouldn't be up there anyway. Biden is a horrible candidate. The Democrats had put up a horrible candidate. And honestly, it's kind of sad. I mean, it's sad. He should be living out these years with his family because he looks worse every time I see him. That speech he did yesterday in Western Pennsylvania, it, it, it was hard to watch. Anyway, numbers don't look good for Biden. I believe polling is only going to get worse for Biden. And uh, I'm not calling a blowout election. I don't think those exist right now in our day and time um, because clearly Florida is, Biden is outperforming Clinton in Florida and that's a concern. So clearly Florida is still up in the air. And if Trump cannot win Florida, he needs those electoral votes to win. So I don't believe, if if it has, and I should go back and look at the data, uh, a a president hasn't won the presidency without Florida in a long, 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 long time. It's a very critical state in the scheme of things when you're talking about the Electoral College and the number of votes to get to 270. Anyway, thank you for listening to this segment of the PBL podcast. Um, Woody, thanks you. Woof, again, he wants you to go to our website, thepblpodcast.com. All of our social media links are there. Click on our YouTube link. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you guys have a great day. We'll see you next time on the PBL podcast. Be sure to like and share and five-star this show.